there's a degree of excitement in the air when we reach this time of the year. It's a public holiday. Children already on vacation from schools. Many of the companies, factories, industries closed yesterday, maybe closing today, closing for the period ahead. And inadvertently, we will have some extra time at our disposal. I refer to it as the festive season or the silly season. Call it what you may. But in the cycle of the year that we do experience, we will have some extra time at our disposal. For us as believers, Allah Rabbul Izzah says, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Worship your Rabb until death comes. Nabi Wasallam said that the best of actions is those which are done consistently. That one day you're feeling excited, you do more. The next day you're in a different place or different country. Then you do less, then you're free, then you do as you please. The best of actions are those which are done consistently. And that is why we need to realize that under all circumstances, we as believers need to be productive and we need to utilize the time that we have in a suitable manner. We live in this era where there are increased levels of stress that every one of us experience. And chronic stress has its effect on us. Small doses of stress is good for us because it gets us working, complete the task, get the work done. But when you have continuous levels of stress, then it leads to exhaustion, burnout, uh, you know, you have headaches, intestinal problems, you have uh, high blood pressure, stroke, heart-related issues when you're living constantly because cortisol is being secreted into the blood and it increases our stress levels. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu said that The mind tires like how the body tires. So, search for it, something that will energize it, some light-hearted literature material. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu was a, one of the great scholars of his time, uh, the Sahabi and also a great lecturer. So, some of his students asked him that, Oh, Abu Abdul Rahman, you give such beautiful lectures. Why don't you give us a lecture every day? We, we love hearing you. It's so enjoyable. So he said, no, I fear you will get tired. Nabi Sallallahu also used to intermittently advise us. He wasn't hammering us all the time. You know, he used to advise us, give us a break, advise us. And then he said that I'm also scared that if I continuously lecture you every day, then you will get tired. And therefore, the great Sahabi Abu Darda radiallahu anhu said that, that sometimes I seek some things which may be termed as 
futile in some way, but it assists me in my greater focus in my life. So yes, with the time that we have in our, at our disposal, it's a time for us to energize, to revitalize, to reflect on what we had set out for the year, to what level have we achieved it, and where are we at this point. So for the period ahead, I'd like to share with you six points. The first is that as believers, we need to value our life. We need to value our life and our time. We can never kill time because if you kill time, you are killing your life. Sayyidina Hassan Basri rahimahullah, said that your life is an accumulation of breaths that you are taking. Every person is only living for a limited amount of time and during that time, you will breathe in a certain amount of times. And as every moment passes, it's getting less. So, Hayatuka Anfasun Tu'ad, there's a limited number of moments that you're going to exist for. And with every passing moment, it's getting less. So, realize that. And Hatim al Assam said that, you know, the unfortunate reality is that we only appreciate good health when we are sick. We appreciate. Wealth, when we have the lack of it. We appreciate free time when we are overwhelmed by work. And we appreciate life when we've already experienced death. And that is what Nabi Sassam advised us. Ightanim khamsan qabla khamsin. Value your health before sickness. Value your youth before old age. Value your wealth before poverty. Value life before death. So we know about it, but has the reality really dawned upon us? Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umar anhu was once moving with some of his students, traveling. And they passed by a qabr, a grave. He dismounted, went close to the qabr, performed two rakat salah. Everyone observing the spectacle, wondering what is this all about? Is this a cover of some pious person that we don't know of? What is the significance? So after he performs his salah, they say that, you know, our, our master, our leader, whose cover is this? So he says, I don't know. So they're surprised that you don't know whose cover is it? So why you went and read Turakat Salah as though, you know, that in honor of the person, maybe perhaps sending reward for him. He says nothing like that. It's just that as we were traveling, and my eyes fell on this cover, and I thought to myself that this man has passed away. Where he is, he can't even perform two rakat salah. Yeah, I am alive. I can do it. I can perform two rakat salah now. So why should I not do it? So therefore, that prompted me to perform the two rakat salah. And sometimes we become so oblivious that Faqiyah Bullayh Samarqandi, who is the author of the Tambiul Ghafilin, he has a narration and he says that the earth calls out five calls every day. He says, Yabna Adam, Tamshi ala dahari wa masiruka ila batni. O son of Adam, you walk on my 
The surface of the earth today, tomorrow you will be in my belly. The earth addresses us. Yabn Adam, tafrahu ala dhahri al-yawm, wa satakunu, wa tahzanu fi batni ghadan. You are overly excited and happy to be walking on my back today. Tomorrow you'll be grieving in my belly. O oh, son of Adam, today you walk on my, uh, on my back in such a way that you're laughing carelessly. Tomorrow you will be in my belly and you will be grieving. Says, the earth says, Yabn Adam, ta'kulu amwal al-ta'am. Today you eat different types of foods with different flavoring and different colors. Tomorrow the worms will devour you in the grave. Today you sin on my back. Tomorrow you'll be punished for the sins. So the point is that we need to value our life. That is the first thing that we need to understand. And that is my first point for today. The second point is that as Muslimin, we ought to at all times have empathy. Yes, we are entering into a period where our routine will change. We'll be involved in different activities. We may have some time at our disposal. We may have some extra resources to perhaps uh, enjoy ourselves. But let us not lose sight of what hap- what's happening in Palestine, in the West Bank, in Gaza, where children have been orphaned, women have been widowed, hospitals have been bombed mercilessly. People have lost everything. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, مَثَلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي تَوَادِهِمْ وَتَرَاحُمِهِمْ وَتَعَاطُفِهِمْ كَمَثَلِ الْجَسَدِ الْوَاحِدِ that the similitude of the believers in their mutual love and their mutual concern for one another is that they are like one body. If one part of the body is injured, the entire body feels the pain. So even though we may have some time at our disposal or we may be going on some vacation, let us not lose sight of uh, the situation in Gaza and become oblivious of it. Say, no, we'll focus on that in the new year. The situation is ongoing and we need to be aware of that. The third point we need to consider for this period is that as believers, our responsibility remains to Almighty Allah to perform our salah. They say that on holiday, when you're a traveler, salah is halved, but it's not maft. Allah Rabbul Izzah says, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ Woe to those Muslimin who perform salah, but they are negligent of the salah. They don't perform it on its appointed time. They don't perform it with the right etiquette. They don't observe the rights of the salah. Nabi Wasallam said, Bain al-shirki wal-kufri. The thing that differentiates between a mu'min and disbelief and polytheism is tarku salah leaving out one's salah. Ibn Abbas narrates that that person who is negligent of his salah will meet Allah in a condition that Allah is angry with him. So let us ensure that we always punctual with our salah during this period. You know they say salah is not some time or part time or no time. 
It's full time, on time, and if you can, do extra time because death can come anytime. So let us be consistent with our salah through this period. That is the third point. So the first is that value our life. The second is empathy. The third is our salah. The fourth point is that we need to be aware of where we are going. We should abstain from places of evil and vice. It's not you saying, you know, no, I'll go to the beach. How the people on the beach dress, that is their problem. I'll keep my eyes shut. You'll fall on someone. So, Allah Rabbul Izzah has advised us. The believing men are to lower their eyes. The believing women are to lower their eyes. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the eyes, the gaze, it is a poisonous arrow from the arrows of shaitan. And when there is the temptation to look and you lower your gaze, أَبْدَلْتُهُ إِمَانًا يَجِدُ حَلَاوَةً فِي صَدْرِ If you abandon that gaze, Allah will grant you sweetness of iman that uh, you will perceive in your chest. And the commentators say that that will be a means of your husn khatima that you will die with iman. In the, when Allah Rabbul Izzah speaks about the Ibadul Rahman, Allah Rabbul Izzah says, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ الزُّورِ وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّغْوِ مَرُّوا كِرَامًا That they are those who do not participate in futility. And when they pass by futile activities, not a part of it, just passing, they pass with dignity. So we need to be aware of where we're going. Will there be mixing of the gender? How are people dressed in that place we are going? Is there constant music? These are considerations. We need to abstain from those places which will compromise our iman. That is the fourth point. And the fifth point, that during this holiday period, when we have extra time at our disposal, then let us reflect on what Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah said. That al-waqtuka safe. That the time is like a sword. إِلَّمْ تَقْطَعْهُ قَطَعَكَ that if you do not cut it, it will cut you. If you do not utilize it fruitfully, it will destroy you. And Imam Shafi'i says that Sahib to Sufia, that I was in the company of the Sufia. And the second thing I learned from them is that وَنَفْسُكَ And your nafs إِلَّمْ تَشْتَغِلُوا بِالْحَقِّ شَغَلَتْكَ بِالْبَاطِلِ That if you do not occupy it with things that are constructive, you will become occupied in futility, in haram. So, during this period where you have extra time, then what you should utilize this time for is for your own upliftment. Happiness is progress. When you are progressing, then we feel happy. And there are two types of mindsets. One is a person who has a fixed mindset and he says, you know, whatever I know, I know. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. And you have a growth mindset where every day I will learn something new. Whether it is in the garden, whether it is in the workplace, most of all with regards to my dean, with regards to my personal development, with regards to my health, always 
looking at ways to learn. And the brain is such, the neuroplasticity of the brain is such that the more we engage, the more we learn, the greater our capacity becomes in learning. So we need to, at all times, set time during this holiday period to read. Utilize the AM hours of the morning. Wake up early. Have a routine in terms of your exercise. Have a routine in terms of spending half an hour to read some material. There's so much to read in terms of the seerah, in terms of the history, in terms of the different books of hadith. So we can never say, a mu'min can never say, no, I'm bored. And we cannot just end up spending endless hours in time in front of the screen. Because that's not how you really learn. That is passive entertainment, passing time. And much of that is also, that takes us in towards haram. So, let us develop that, you know, plan of action. That I'd like to utilize the spirit in a way that is constructive, that will benefit me. And the sixth point is that to engage in activities that would be family orientated. That would be uplifting to your family. They say that a family that prays together and plays together stays together. A family that prays together and plays together stays together. And the point is that, you know, they used to talk about a vacation. I'm going on a vacation. That you're going on a classical sense of a holiday. Then they said, no, a staycation where you stay at home and relax. And now they've come up with a new word where it's called a funcation. Where you do fun activities with your family. And there's so much opportunity around your own, the own, our own city. So many things that you could do with your family. Because, you know, we will lament tomorrow that, no, you know, I don't see the grandchildren. I don't see my children. Years passed by, I was so occupied. If you'd like to be in your children's memories tomorrow, you have to be in their lives today. If you'd like to be in your children's memories tomorrow, you have to be in their lives today. And Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab says that, I'm impressed with a man. When he enters his home, he's like a child. I'm impressed with a man. When he enters his home, he's like a child. But if the need is, then he stands up to his responsibility. Meaning, he needs to discipline his children. He needs to keep the order in the home. But when he's interacting with them, then he interacts like a child. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would be on his fours. And his grandchildren, Sayyidina Hassan and Sayyidina Hussain, would be on his back. One day, Hassan and Hussain, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, is having a wrestle. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Go, Hassan, go, Hassan. So the mother is there and says, I know why you're saying, Sayyidina Fatima says to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi I know why you're saying Hassan because he's your favorite. You always want to choose one over the other. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, No, Jibreel is on the other side saying, Go, Hussein. So this is the light-hearted interactions that was there. Nabi Sallallahu also had a wrestle. Rukana was the renowned wrestler in the Arabian Peninsula. Nabi Sallallahu took him on and floored him once, twice, thrice. He was amazed. He said, this is not the strength of an ordinary person and he accepted Islam. Nabi Sallallahu said, everything in this world is batil except a person walking between the targets, doing target practice with his arrows, training his horse, swimming, 
and engaging in playful activity with his spouse or his family. So as we said that if you'd like to be in your family's memories tomorrow, then you have to be in their life today. So this period that we're passing through, we can, you know, there's an excitement about it. It's the beginning of the holiday period. There'll be many more public holidays. We can let it pass by just like that. And, you know, enter the new year in whatever way and life just continues. And we'll get caught in this and that. On the other hand, we have a plan of action is how we'd like to take maximum benefit from this period. And how we'd like to energize ourselves. The purpose is not this. As we said, Sayyidina Abu Darda said that, Inni la astajimu nafsi. I amuse myself with something light-hearted so that I can be more focused. You know, like sleep. Sleep is not the focus. Unless you're my teenage children. Then sleep has become the focus. But sleep in itself, nobody says, you know, I sleep so much, that is the purpose of my life. Sleep is there to energize us. The purpose is what you do in the day. By the same token, the holiday period is there to energize us. So, we're living very stressful lives. The environments that we are in creates that stress for us. So we have a change of environment. Reduce stress, that's one benefit. Another benefit, maybe you were very busy throughout the year. Now you have time for rest. Another benefit. The third benefit, with the constant stress that you have, then things become muddled up. So you have, by having some time out, it provides you with clarity of thinking, clarity of decision making as a result of that. So that's the third benefit. A fourth benefit, it increases your productivity. That you'll be able to be focused to a greater extent in the new year and focus on the important things. To end off with, I'd like to share with you an anecdote with regards to this woodcutter. So, the woodcutter had reported for duty and his responsibility was to cut trees. So, the first day he reported for duty with his axe and he cut down 10 trees in the first day. His manager was astounded by this and said that never have we had a woodcutter who has cut so many trees on one day. This is a remarkable achievement. No one has ever done this. So he was really, uh, you know, energized by this praise and he felt like he wants to do better. He wants to break that record. So the next day what he did is he reported for duty earlier. He worked through his tea break and his lunch break and he continued working into early evening. But by the end of the day, he only cut five trees. He was perturbed about what had happened and feeling slightly embarrassed. But he thought that tomorrow I'll put in even more effort. So he came even earlier. And he worked the entire day and into the night. And by the end of the day, he only cut three trees. Feeling totally embarrassed, he went and he gave his resignation. said that, you know, I cannot do this job. I'm resigning. To save himself from embarrassment. His manager was there then called him aside and asked him, that, what have you been doing? So he said that, you know, the first day I cut so much. You congratulated me. The next day I put more time. The next day I put even more time. But I wasn't able to achieve any greater results. So that's why I'm resigning. So the manager asked him, but did you sharpen your axe? Yes, you were cutting all the time, but did you sharpen your axe? So he said, I was too focused 
in trying to do more and more that I didn't take out time to sharpen the axe. He said, that is where your fault lies. Had you taken the time to sharpen the axe, in less time you would have achieved more. And he realized his mistake. So for us, spending time with our family, within the parameters of the Sharia, in fun activities, that is what sharpens our axe. And when we sharpen the axe, then we can fulfill our responsibilities to Allah. We can then focus on our business activities, our employment activities, and all round, we can be better people in a holistic sense. May Allah Rabbul Izzah give us the ability to pass this period by valuing our time, by also remembering the people of Gaza, by being consistent with our salah, by also learning something, everything new every day, also uh, abstaining from the places of vice and doing fun-filled family activities. And if we pass away this, uh, the, this period in this time, inshallah, it will be a productive uh, period for us. May Allah Rabbul accept from all.